Hello, everybody, and happy Wednesday. Um, we are back with another episode of Wellness Wednesday Inspiration. Dr. Linda, how are you doing today? I'm great. Happy Wednesday. My, this is my favorite time of the day is, you know, coming on board with you and, and just connecting and catching up. So how's your day been going? The day was well. Um, I went to clinic for the first time uh, since the pandemic today. Wow. So it was interesting uh, seeing patients now, uh, you know, face to face and interacting back. Um, so good. I mean, great. And um, now I'm here and I'm so excited about mm. talking um, about money because yes. money affects health in a number of ways. And so I'm very, very excited about bringing this topic. You know, it's not something that you necessarily start a conversation with, um, you know, with someone about, or it's not, you know, for a lot of people, maybe kind of like a touchy uh, conversation. Uh, so bringing it in a, in a safe environment, such as this podcast is yes. a great way of kind of just talking and getting that conversation about money out. Absolutely. And, you know, we did mention that we were going to have a guest. It just didn't happen to work out the timing and everything. But, you know, I'm such a believer that everything, everything that comes our way happens for us, not to us. And even the situation that, okay, yeah, we had planned to have Ruben on here for some reason. It didn't work out. And, you know, no big deal. It's okay. You know, as we were chatting before, we're like, what are we going to do? It's like, oh, we'll chat about this, on, you know, while we're on air. <laughs> you know, it's just to be real because this is, it's, it's life, you know, things happen in life. And um, I know it is. Money's a very talking about money is a very sensitive topic, even even for me being in the health field, um, you know, because you're taught, you know, you're a doctor, you're supposed to care for patients, you don't get in it for the money. And it's just like, if you do a good job, you get paid well. But times are changing. It's you can do a, a fabulous job and you're still not going to get paid well because things have changed, you know, and people have mm -hmm. to understand that as well, that our work doesn't doesn't, um, you know, I say just because you're with in front of me for 20 minutes, you have no idea how much more time I spend outside of the 20 minutes that work together talking, you know, putting up protocols, research, so forth. So, um, you know, and, and I believe that money really stresses people out. I think that's probably one of the root causes of why people um, get divorced while mm -hmm. there's arguments, right? With um, even with the kids, because even with the kids, it's just like, well, little Johnny wants to play this sport and, you know, dad wants him to play football. And mom's like, I don't want him to play football because, you know, there's the possibility of TBI, traumatic brain injury. And not only that, it's $500 to, you know, to sign him up for football. And he's only six years old. You know, do we really need to, you know, spend that kind of money on them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is a touchy subject. And even when people, you know, come in and a lot of the times, I mean, that that's part of their, um, my intake forms are very thorough mm -hmm. and stress. And then I put family, I put finances, I put health and I put work and I put social and, and financial shows up a lot show that I know that, oh, okay, what mm -hmm. if we took that element out? How would everything else change? And how would our decisions, uh, you know, the decisions we make, how would they change? 
right you know? right yeah. not yeah. not having right. to yes not having to be concerned about money yeah how would your decisions change on your day to day yeah well mm -hmm. and the beauty of it is you know how we went over and this ties in beautifully and perfect with the topic that we did about the emotional scale and the emotional scale at the top is what mm -hmm. it's about it's love it's compassion right it i mean i have it here it's love joy passion freedom highest excitement mm -hmm. so when we're there it's just like tons of opportunities show up that's where creativity is but when we're in that state that's where money flows absolutely so it's all interconnected and when people say that's not connected i'm like yes it is mm -hmm. and a lot of the times people will not go see a doctor they won't go get health care because they say i can't afford it i'm i don't have the money yet i'm like you're driving around in a 2020 hummer and you can't afford to you know spend a couple hundred dollars <laughs> you know it's just yes. like okay so i think a lot of it's just really the priority part and mm -hmm. i'm not saying everybody and and there are um of course some people that are are um kind of living paycheck to paycheck right now but it's also what do i have around me that i can maybe you know trade maybe i can get rid of maybe i can sell you know and it's just kind of prioritizing um things and you and i like gary you know we love gary v mm -hmm. and he always tells him he'll stop buying flashy things to show off to people you don't even give a crap about mm -hmm. <laughs> and half the time you know our health and we buy things to try to impress people that we don't even like or or we want to buy things to make us feel good. Mm -hmm. So I think we really need to get to like the root of what do you think it's going to buy you? Because people always say money doesn't buy you happiness. It doesn't buy you happiness, but it does buy you experiences, you know, where you can go and enjoy things with your family. It does it. Having money does help you um, maybe feed someone in another country so it's not for us to not like it it's just like it's us to have a good relationship with it and and love it for what it does what what the possibilities that it can do mm -hmm. i think when we change that perspective um things really really shift and the irony of just everything that's going on as you know what our topic was supposed to be it's and i tell you it's like the universe god orchestrates things just the way they should be i get a phone call from my daughter you know, and she's out in California. I'm here in Arizona. And we know that the cost of living in California, New York, you know, and the bigger cities, I mean, you know, it's it's pretty high out there. And she's been blessed that she has a job and she's doing well in it. They love her, you know, and she's pretty much just almost like in tears, like, you know, she was, I'm so stressed out. I'm like, well, then quit your job. And she's just like, she didn't expect me to say that, you know, and she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, quit your job. I said, you're not going to be able to, you know, get unemployment, but just quit your job. If you're not happy, I said, don't do it for the money. If it's stressing you out or it's physically making you sick and you're shaking, why are you there? <clears throat> you know, I said, so we have a, we have some situations of, you know, of course, the financial aspect, you know, that gives her a little bit security. But I just said, you know. There is nothing out there that's worth compromising your health for. 
If you don't, you, you have a couple choices here. I said either one, look at the situation as this is an opportunity for me to, to provide for myself and my um, just what I need on a daily basis and, and change their perspective of that. Or two, I said, you need to have a conversation with the company and say, you know, I love working for you all, but this is affecting my health. I, I you know, how can we make this work? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing, I think, around any conversation, you know, even with right. money conversation, right? Right. Do you find that a lot with your patients that that sometimes comes up or? Um, well, I work in a system where uh, a lot of the patients are low income, um, patients in assistance programs, uh, patients with uh, Medicaid, Medicare, uninsured. Um, so it comes up all the time, you know. I see how the lack of financial access and you know resources maybe because of the lack of money affects their health. You know, not being able to perhaps go to or have, for example, a simple example is physical therapy. You know, if a patient needs physical therapy uh, or could benefit from physical therapy, but every visit is $35 and the recommendation is two visits per week, for six weeks, many patients don't have that kind of money. Mm -hmm. uh, likewise, with medications, many patients don't have access to the best medications because the best medications are not available um, for patients that do not, that can't afford them perhaps, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, and also, I, and I see it all the time, and I, this is something that I do every time that I'm driving through different neighborhoods, I see the patterns like in the gas stations. And I don't know if anybody's ever noticed that or paid attention to it, or it's just me being weird. <laughs> uh, but if you drive through a, like by a gas station in a nicer neighborhood, okay, uh, with more uh, like middle, upper class, for example, the gas stations are not going to have lottery. The gas stations are not going to have promotions of cigarettes all over the place or beer. Mm. But if you drive by a gas station that it's on a lower income area, right off the bat, everywhere outside, you see buy a carton of cigarettes for this much money yeah. and beer for like promotion and then, you know, buy lotto and all these things, right? Because they're targeting the people that are at, at higher chance of using these things as an escapism yes. from their day-to-day -day stress because yeah. of the lack of money. Mm -hmm. So these companies specifically, and it's not a secret, I think, that they, they target youth, they target low income, um, and they target minorities, you know? So yeah. it's not a secret, but it's, you know, it's pretty cool to actually drive by and see the difference between these things. And that's kind of what I see with the place where I work. You know, most patients need some sort of assistance or are in that situation. And, you know, I would, I would love to say, you know, I, I, you, you need these, you need these medication, you need these physical therapy, or you could benefit mm -hmm. from going to have an acupuncture session mm -hmm. or how about you go and get a deep tissue massage or something like that. But most patients where I, the, the way that I experience and my, my clientele perhaps can't afford it. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times though, people get stuck 
kind of in that place. And sometimes it's, I think when you feel worthy, things kind of come to you. And I, it's, I've read so much. Um, I went through Dave Ramsey's course. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Dave mm -hmm. Ramsey. Um, I went through his course. Um, I've gone through a lot of different courses and a lot of it actually comes from a spiritual perspective, believe it or not. And because, um, you know, in the Bible, it says money, the love of money is a root of all evil, you know? And so people sometimes even have that correlation that they think that they, that that's part of it. And I don't think that that's correct because as we mentioned, you know, you can do a lot with it. So, um, I think if you look I, at it from a perspective, know, you know how I think about that. I think that it depends really on how you go about obtaining money. You know, if you go, exactly. if you go at obtaining money by, you know, killing a thousand people, uh, drug trafficking, doing something that it's not for the benefit of the world. Exactly. You know, and you're benefiting or your your only focus is getting money no matter what, then that's a that's a way to see that money could be the root of all Absolutely. evil in that sense. Yeah. But for anybody else, like if you're if you're working, you got value, right? And yes. that value, if that value, what you give out makes you tons and tons of money or you have the potential, then you're worth it and you can do good with that money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like, you know, a, a brain surgeon gets paid differently than, you know, someone else, you know, maybe a, a technician. They both have important um, jobs, you know, like an, uh, someone, especially here in the desert, it's like, okay, I need to get my air conditioner fixed. The technician is going to get compensated well for that. But we're also looking at all right, I'm going to need brain surgery to save my life. Which one is worth more to me? Which one is of more value to me right now? Right. You know, the surgeon's going to get paid more for that. And you're right. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I think it really just comes down to when you have a good relationship with you as an individual and when we take full on responsibility for that, that's where we don't really start to have an issue with money because if you love yourself and, and look at kids, I always say my, my youngest daughter, it was crazy ever since. And, and you probably had this with your kiddos too. Um, all my kids were like this. It didn't matter where we went. Strangers would always be giving my kids things. Um, pretty much every time we were out, a good 90% of the time. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just like, mommy, did you know that person? I'm like, no. no. It's just like they would just give them things, you know? I mean, sometimes they would even give them money, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, because they were like in that vibrational frequency of, of just love. And, and I think that's where you receive. Mm -hmm. So, um, let me see if I can pull this out. That's that's a good thing. Yeah. So like here, mm -hmm. you know, you you can receive a lot when you're in love, joy. And this is where most kids are right here. And if you're down here, you know, it's it's there's there's a vibrational frequency with money and it's right here. Mm -hmm. And if you're right here, 
You get to receive it with ease. If you're right here, you have creative ideas that you can um, show that you can also receive it with ease. When you're down here, it's kind of like, you know, you're you're worried about it so much that your your brain is saying worried, worried, but the other part saying, but I need it, and it's worry, worry. You're that you're not going to hear this. It's you're never going to hear this part up here. Mm -hmm. and as I was saying earlier with that conversation with my daughter, when I told her, I said, you know, I asked her, I'm like, well, honey, I said, because she says, mom, I just don't feel like um, I should be further along in my life. I said, do you do you know how many times I've said that? That was one of the reasons I went on Gary V's show. You know, I said, I felt like, you know, I should be way ahead of my life where I am. Maybe I should have been the the, the Tony Robbins of health and wellness. I said, and I'm not. And 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 I have to be okay with that, you know? And so when I just told her, I said, honey, you just have to do what um, what your heart, what you, what you love. I said, and the money part will come. She was, I think sometimes I just want to go clean a house and, and organize. I'm like, okay, so then be the best at doing that. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, you have talent for a lot of other things, but whatever you're doing now in your life doesn't mean you're going to do it for the next 10 years. You know, and a lot of times we're driven by the financial aspect that we feel that we have to do something and um, we don't look at the long term, the long term situation. Does that make sense? Yes. So it's kind of like you go and you you're like, oh, you got to work while the money's good. The money's always going to be good because if you just keep working, working 12, 14, 16 hours and let's say a man is doing that for his family. And instead of working eight hours for 40 years, he can only work. He's only, he's working 14 to 16 hours and you lose him after 10 years. Is it worth it? It's not worth it. Trading time for money. What's that? It's, it's trading time for money, you know? Yeah. And that's never worth it. Yeah. And it's having that perspective though, mm -hmm. of, mm -hmm. you know, having the whole, um, the worthiness of it mm -hmm. and everything, everything, everything out there, there is a vibrational energy attached to it. Absolutely. And I think that's like the biggest thing I would love for people to walk away with is absolutely everything has some sort of frequency attached to it. It's just like a radio station. Mm -hmm. You're going to be switching that radio station. As soon as you find a radio station, you do you you like, you're going to stay on there. And in the meanwhile, as you're tuning and tuning and tuning and you're like, I don't like that radio station. I don't like that one. I don't like that one. And you finally find one that you like. It's like, oh, I really like that. I think the frequency and the vibration of money also is it's the same thing. You know, when you're in tune with you as a person. Mm -hmm. There is something else to it, though, that I think it's very important and worth mentioning, aside from being in alignment vibrationally with money, is the beliefs that we have around money. Uh, because I think even if we are always resonating in happy, joy, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know, um, emotions, we can still be broke. Yeah. 
know? So it's not just uh, resonating in those frequencies. What those frequencies are going to do, it's they're going to allow it to come at you with ease if you're doing what you love to do when you're doing what you're passionate to, uh, about doing, right? Yeah. But if we have those beliefs, um, limiting beliefs about money, and money is the root of all, of all evil, it's one of them, uh, money is not that important. You know, money money's only money or mm -hmm. money is there to spend, you know, or money doesn't grow on trees, you know, or all these things mm -hmm. that we're told um, as kids and we grow up hearing and listening mm -hmm. over and over and over again, they start getting ingrained in our minds. You know, mm -hmm. for me, one of the things was when I was younger and I was growing up, I was always every time that I would ask for money, what do you think I'm made out of money? What do you think I'm made out of money? And I did it and I still unconsciously do it with my kids sometimes, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So those limiting beliefs are going to keep us at a certain emotional, not emotional, financial uh, top. Mm -hmm. They're going to set a top on us. And unless we remove those limiting beliefs and we don't attach any negativity to money, the floodgates are not going to open. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like any every single limiting belief that we have about, mo about money, it's kind of like we're closing that gate uh, tighter and tighter and tighter. And mm -hmm. the more beliefs that we have and the closer we are, then that's how broke we are, mm -hmm. <laughs> basically. So yeah. working on breaking down those limiting beliefs, I think it's the first thing to do with money. If you recognize that you have a limiting belief, and I have a list over here, the, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. I'm, I'm not good with money. My family has never been rich. Money is a limited resource. You have to work too hard to get wealthy, uh, either rich or happy, either rich or healthy. It's selfish to want a lot of money. So any of those things, and there's more, but mm -hmm. any of those that we have attached negatively to, with and, and to money will keep us down, will keep those floodgates closed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, you can, you still have to do the work no matter what. Mm -hmm. There's no shortcuts. I said, you still have to do the work. There's, we're always going to have to be doing the work. But yeah. You can do two types of work. You know, you can either go out there and kill yourself and work and work and work and work mm -hmm. for a paycheck, or you can go to work inward. <laughs> you can work on your mind. You yeah. can work on your beliefs. You can work on what's driving you. What, what are the thoughts that come about money? Every time that you go to the store and you want to buy something, what thought comes to it? Mm -hmm. You know, do you go for the cheaper, even if it's two cents cheaper, yeah, do you go right? for a cheaper brand? Okay, yeah. that's one. Number two, if you know that something's better for your health, and we've touched on this subject before mm -hmm. uh, with you when patients, you know, want to get labs for $200 and is it worth it to your health, basically. So if you go to a store and you know that something, or, you know, a grocery store, and you know that something's way healthier for you, but you would rather just pay cheaper and go with the unhealthy thing, that that's what's pertaining back to your health. How yeah. much do you care about yourself? How much worth do you think you have? Mm -hmm. 
And I think part of it, like you were talking about, um, are those subconscious beliefs that are put in our mind. And if you think about this, like patients are buying organics, it's so expensive. I'm like, okay, so instead of paying 99 cents for strawberries that have been sprayed with fungicides, herbicides that have been linked to cancer, and instead of paying, let's just say 299 for strawberries, you're debating, hmm, 99 cents, 299. Oh, but I'm going to go to Starbucks after that. I'm going to go get a mocha latte or whatever, which is whatever, five or six bucks. I don't know how much it costs, you know, but something that you sip on for maybe a few minutes and you're, you don't have a problem spending that kind of money on that. And that's, cool. that's the problem. It's a, a, a matter of priorities for, you know, for most of us, yep. how much do we value our health? And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that if we feel good tomorrow, today, yeah. and we're like, okay, I'm not doing much and I'm doing good today, then I'm probably going to be feeling good in 10 years. But in reality is that a combination and an accumulation of not doing much for our health in 10 years is going to matter, right? Mm -hmm. And we know that. And the good thing is that we can change that at any minute, you know? Mm -hmm. You can go, we can go to work inward at any minute, you know, because we're always within ourselves. Yes. So engage with yourself, pay attention to the, to the thoughts, the, the thoughts that come instantly when something happens, those are the thoughts that I try to be very careful about. You know, every time my kid comes to me, for example, and says, well, I want to, um, you know, buy blah, 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 blah. And okay, how much is that? 300, 399. Okay, how do, how do I react? You know, whoa, that's a lot of money. Or do I say, well, you know, is it going to be of benefit for you? Is it going to, you know, are you going to utilize it? So what's my initial reaction? Do I even have the money? You know, because if mm -hmm. I don't have the money with me, then I have to come up with a plan to come up with the money because we don't get in debt. That's another thing, right? So knowing how to, how to catch yourself and, and switch those beliefs, you know, do you think I'm made out of money? Switch those beliefs and also don't pass them along to your children. Yes. And I think you're spot on with that. It really, it's more the inner work than it is the outer work because the outer work is a reflection of the inner work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So That's we're going to try to learn to work smarter, not necessarily harder. It doesn't mean you, you're, you still have to put in the time, sort of speak. It's kind mm -hmm. of like, you know, it took you so many hours to get your degree. There was just no shortcuts about that. You had mm -hmm. to put in so many hours and it's mm -hmm. the same thing with, um, we say we, we still have to do the work, but we can do it in a different um, when we're at a different frequency. And when you're working on the inner self, because I feel like you can never go wrong investing on anything that's going to make you a better version of you. Because naturally, if you want to be the best version of you, you're going to want to take care of your health. You're going to want to take care of your responsibilities and be a responsible person. I mean, that's just the bottom line that 
how could you not? You know, the best version of you is going to be someone amazing, fantastic, someone that, you know, I, I kind of like to look at it more of, I want to make sure that I am doing what my soul's purpose is on this earth. Mm -hmm. And when you are doing that, you're in that emotional vibrational scale being really high and the availability of, um, of money coming in and finances is not is never an issue. And a, a, a good example we can finish this up with is um, Mother Teresa. She never owned anything, but she was one of the wealthiest women in the world. You know why? She had access to anything she needed. Mm -hmm. She um, she she needed. Um, she was in Mexico and she needed an ambulance. Tony Robbins and other investors bought her like a, a, a mobile, like a mobile vehicle that was packed with um, medical supplies so that she could go and help people. She didn't have the money, but she was very wealthy because she had access to so many pe people that wanted to help her because she was at that high vibrational energy of just love and just give and just give and give. And she was very well taken care of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool to, to see that. I mean, she's probably one of the, was been one of the most giving women on the face of this earth, mm -hmm. you know, so that um, it, it's just pretty neat to, to see that and always tie it back to, um, Am I worth it? And like you said, what are my limiting beliefs about that? And the the questions, um, do you find yourself like you ask yourself a lot of questions? Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you've ever done a personality test, but <laughs> every time I take one, I am a knowledge all the way. So I have to ask all the questions. It has to make sense in my mind. I have to know everything. So um, it's something that I've always thought. And, and that's that's kind of how I got into like all these personal development stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I watched the video and it just sparked my curiosity. I'm like, I need to know everything. <laughs> you know, I need to literally learn. I, I need to learn how to master myself. That's yeah. that's what it comes down to. Bottom line. I need to learn how to master myself. And the only way and the way that I see it to finish off, and this is just the way that I see it in inside of my head, literally, is there is two worlds that I'm living in constantly. Right. I'm living in my mm -hmm. inner world and I'm living in my outer world. Yeah. My outer world, like you said, it's a reflection of what happens inside. So I can really go to work on my inner self as much as I can. And anything that I do in my inner, it's going to triple or quadruple or I don't know, you know, multiply in my life, you know, I, but, but it has to start from within because we can be, and like we said before, you know, we can be working and, you know, being literally overworking. And we know people like these people that go to work for a company for 40 years and they're like the best employees and they never call off. And then, you know, something goes wrong and the company's like, bye, see you. Yeah. You know, really, you need to care about yourself. And the way to do that, it's going to work on yourself, getting to know yourself, mastering your talents, mastering yourself, mm -hmm. 
breaking any negative belief that you have in life. And this doesn't apply to money only. If you have a negative belief about love, oh, you know, there's nobody out there for me. Well, guess what? There's nobody out there for you. Yeah. If you believe that, that's what you get. If you believe money is abundant, if you believe that one day you're going to be rich, if that's what your goal, you know, it depends on your goal. But if you, if your goal is to make, you know, six figures a year, then have that as a goal and work towards that in your mind. See it, think it, feel it, believe it, and then eventually work on it also on your external work. Take some action, do some work, and you will see the results. Yeah, definitely. I love that. That sounds great. Uh, All right. So that I got inspired. <laughs> I know, but I love it. You know, that was a lot of packed information tools for, you know, but I think that the big takeaway is for people to, you said that the working on the self is something that you're never, ever going to, um, it never goes to waste for one. And number two is doing the work. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to, that the limiting beliefs changing that, but you got to do the work. You mm -hmm. still have to do the work. So you have to do the work all, all the time. Mm -hmm. And there yeah. is there is a lot of books on Napoleon Hill and some other ones that say, you know, if you go to work and really go to work in your mind and, you know, doing the, um, the visualization and all these things, you don't even have to move a finger. I disagree yeah <laughs> i do believe in hustling yeah and working and getting up and doing what it has what it takes being yeah. a no um no uh excuse person basically yeah. you know the less excuses you have for the world the less excuses you will take for yourself and the less crap you take for yourself the better you will be so mm -hmm. and, and thank you barry i agree the power of positive thinking is huge if we are always we're in a negative place. We're not getting anywhere. Have you read the book um, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill? No. Oh, that's the last book that was published after his death. Amazing. No kidding. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. You no know what I heard, believe it or not, that they found, I don't know how much content from Napoleon Hill after he died and they just got the rights to publish it. So there's going to be more content from Napoleon Hill coming up. Well, the outwitting the devil is it's it's kind of summarizes a lot because he talks a little bit about his journey. You just have to read it. It just it gave me chills when I read the book. And I tell people, you've got to read this book. It's not only relevant to money, though. but it's relevant to what is going on in our society today about fear. Mm hmm it's going to be enlightening. I would love for, you know, get it on. I mean, I have it in book. Uh, I've read the book. I don't know how many times I've listened to the audio. I don't know how many times as well, but yeah, I think awesome. it's, it's a game changer. I'm so. going to get it. All right. You know. All so, right. Thank, thank you everybody. You Bye. See you guys next week.